Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So, enjoy the episode. Crumb, um, you are first in my list. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Um, I've got um, court uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and I've just received a Section 7 from the social worker and um, she's um, accusing me of parental alienation because of all the statements that um, my son's father has made. But there is no evidence. It's just his statements she's going by. Um, and I don't really know what to do because I haven't alienated him. He's actually made allegations of abuse against his dad, but his dad um, has denied them and she's just accepted that. So I'm not really sure, like, can I dispute this in court next week? Uh, uh, what, what do I do? I don't have any legal representation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're going to have to because you, you don't want yeah. a finding made of parental alienation. Um, I mean, if you're not in agreement with Kafkas's recommendations, then obviously they'll go to a final hearing and that's where you would take issue with the findings and obviously you would have to present your own evidence to try to disprove that. I was going to say, you could also ask that when you go to the final hearing um, that the uh, Kafkas officer is present to give evidence and that way she can be cross-examined. It's actually, it's, it's a social worker. So, Well, that's Kafkas are social workers. Um, it's like I don't know if it's different because it's it's not it's like a social worker that we had because of the allegations he made. Yeah. But um, is it the same thing? But she yeah she said she might be there, but she's just she's ignoring all my calls and she has done since my son's father got a solicitor, which I think. Really so weird. so is your question to me that you don't know who's written the report? It's either Kafkas or a social no. worker. Sorry, no, I'm not clear. Yeah, right. My, my question just was, what do I do now? Because obviously, I'm being accused of parental alienation. Okay. Well, so, right. yeah. No, I, I get that. So, I think I think I've answered that. You're just going to have to defend that, yeah. Crumb. Um, and and if it's a Kafkas yeah. or if it's social worker, then you'd ask them to be present at the final hearing so that you can cross-examine them. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. You so much. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, Black, you are next up. Yeah. Thank you very much for the opportunity. That's um, okay. My issue is I got married with my partner recently. I yeah. moved into the UK. Yeah. And um, he actually actually found out that he was actually planning to get married to someone else with his other nationalities passport. And then when I found out he was cheating, I also noticed that he's got some discharge and uh, like he's not healthy. And then I decided to keep myself without having intimacy with him. And now he wants to take it up with the courts. And then um, I don't have a solicitor to get over this. And I feel I'm being oppressed because I am not a British yet. And my status in terms of residency is based on the relationship. So I'm a bit confused of what to do. Sorry, so I, I missed I miss the first part, the link to the family law question. Just ask me that first part again. What was that? It, we got married yes. in less than a year. Yeah. And then I just discovered recently that he's got someone else. He's planning to marry outside the UK with his other nationalities passport. Right? I see. I see. And when I questioned him why he was doing that, he, he claims he was trying to help the person. And I told him, okay, I'm going to take this up to you. 
And now he's saying, if I'm not going to go intimate, intimate with him, um, he doesn't see the need of this marriage. One, um, the place where I came from, from abroad, um, there's discrimination with the LGBTQ. And then I've risked myself coming to see him here. And now he's willing. He's, he's I understand. Yeah, I understand. House, OK. Confusing. OK. So, I mean, you, you are up against some issues there. Um, obviously, if yeah. your current visa is reliant on you being married, then that's a question for an immigration solicitor. So I won't be able to help you with that. Um, but what I can yeah. say to you is that if you are married for, uh, well, if you're married for less than a year, you can't get a divorce. But the shorter the marriage, the less that you're going to have to sort out financially. So chances are, if, if the divorce starts quite soon, you know, once you're married a year, you're, you'll most likely just walk away with what you brought to the relationship. Okay. Okay. And as I say, with regard to the immigration question, you need to speak to an immigration solicitor. All right. All right. Okay. So my question is, he's the one who cheated and he's yeah. willing to take me to the court that I'm not actually wanting to be in intimacy with him. Yeah. How do I defend that? You can't defend that. The court, the court won't hear an application about somebody isn't, doesn't want to be intimate. It, we don't blame anymore in divorce. So if he wants to start the divorce, he'll just start the divorce. It's, it's based on no blame. Um, so that, that, that point that he tries to, to raise with the court is irrelevant. If he wants a divorce, he can have one. All right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Tasha, you are next up. What's your question? My question is based on, like, passports. So yeah. my son's dad has decided he doesn't want any contact with him anymore. And he's, I've got verbal um, communication from that. Yeah. Um. Basically, my question is, is, do I still have to go through him because he's on the, obviously on the birth certificate, which means he still has his parental rights? Do I still need permission from him to get him on the... So, so to get my son a passport and take him out of the country? Um, no, you, you don't need his signature to get a passport and therefore you won't need his permission to get a passport. And unless you've got a court order prohibiting you, um, you don't need his permission as such. But I think out of courtesy, I'd let him know that you were going on holiday. Um, it depends on the yeah. relationship, really, but you don't need someone's permission. Yeah. So he, he's also told me if I get in contact with him or his new girlfriend, um, he said to me that he, he'll get a restraining order and all of this. Oh, okay. So. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't get in touch with him then. <laughs> I think he's made that okay, point so. very clear. Yeah, because obviously where my son hasn't got my surname, obviously where we weren't married or anything like yeah. that. So I didn't know whether I'd need written permission from him to say that it's okay for me to take him out of the country. No. No, and as I say, unless no. you've got a court order preventing you, no, absolutely not. If he wants nothing to do with his son, then no, you won't need his permission at all. Oh, that's, that's All brilliant. right. Okay. All right then, <laughs> Thank Tasha. You. Thanks. Bye. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Danny, you are next up. What's your question? I, I was listening to you yesterday talking with a gentleman that works for um, a charity for dads. Yes. And that mummy's the situation. And you mentioned that you we can ask for the the orders to be heard by the same group of judges. Yes. So when we initially put our C100, uh, it went to one court. And now on the enforcement, they realized that that's not the court closest to the child's re residency. So they moved. Yeah. So we are basically going to be seen by different people. Yeah. Is this something that we can contest? Is there anything we can do about it? 
No, not not really. So the the context of my answer to the caller yesterday was mm -hmm. when fathers are making repeated enforcement applications. So where you make one enforcement application and then mother breaches and then you make another application. One of the things that we will do as solicitors, <clears throat> um, at, the, at the moment I'm representing a father and we're on our third C79. But I've asked that we have the same judge because it, it's important then if we're going to constantly be at court that we we have a judge that knows the history. But if it's a C100, you, you can ask, but if it's a C100 application, it's therefore potentially your first application, then, then what history is there to know? So you wouldn't potentially be asking for the same judge in that situation. And if the court no. have moved it to another court to be closer to the children, well, jurisdictionally, that, that's, that's the correct process. So you, you wouldn't be arguing yeah. about that. Yeah, so we will have the, the the new enforcement order in this new court. And what we might ask then is that if we have to go back, then we see the same judges. Would that be plausible? Oh, but if you're making an enforcement application, it's a C79, not a C100. A, no, the C100 was in one court. And then when we put in the C79, they realized that we were on the wrong court in the wrong city. So they moved to another course, so the enforcement order is going to be seen by someone else. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, okay. So what, what, what I mean. what's your question then? Can you have the same judge as the C100? Yeah, we, we won't be able to, I'm assuming, because it's no. different Correct. towns. Correct, correct, yeah. But from now on, we can say, okay, this is a new judge, new set of eyes, but we want the same judge if we have to come back. So you, that's plausible. You, you, can, you can ask. I'm not saying you'll get it if it's your first enforcement yeah, application, but you can certainly ask, yes. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Just wanted to let you know, if you're thinking about self-representing in either divorce, finance or children, check out my courses that are available for sale. They're on my website, maloneyfamilylaw.co.uk. I designed them specifically so that you could represent yourself without the need for a solicitor. Uh, KLS, what's your question? I don't even know to start. Um, basically, myself and my partner are obviously in a same sex relationship. Yeah. Um, we we did we've had a child, but we we did it at, like at home insemination. Um, obviously, so little one isn't on. Uh, my partner isn't on the little one's birth certificate. Um, we don't know how to. She wants parental responsibility, basically. Okay. So, so who's who's on the birth certificate at the moment? Just you. Just me, just me, yeah, because we had a donor. <laughs> okay, so what you would do is you would enter into a parental responsibility agreement. So go onto the okay. go onto the court website and just enter yeah. in a parental responsibility agreement. Um, yeah. Excuse me, you're the only person with PR, so you would sign yeah. it to say that you would like your partner to have parental responsibility, um, and then okay. she would sign it as well, and then that would go into court, yeah. and then hopefully, if the court approve it, then they will they will grant that. Um, parental responsibility yeah. the, the the issues only come in Kay, when obviously we've got yeah. a third party um so you know he's someone that we do know obviously he, he wants nothing to do with our child but obviously because we're not married but he's not family, yeah but he's he's, he's not so he's not on the birth certificate and therefore doesn't no. have pr the court might ask you to just let him know what's going on to so he has an yeah. opportunity to object but i think with you yeah. you're the only one with pr it will be fine Kay. yeah yeah because, um we are waiting we want her on the birth certificate basically so we we're trying to go down for the, the 
roots of her adopting him. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I won't. I, I'm not so sure you'll get the birth certificate changed as such, but the adoption. Okay. I mean, that will also give yeah. her PR. Okay. Yeah. All so right. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Perfect. All right, Kay. Because he's free and we're just not managed to do it yet. We came early. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, then. I'll leave it there. Thank you, Kay. Bye-bye. Uh, Rhiannon, you're next. What's your question? Myself and my partner, well, my husband, um, we separated and he moved out of the family home yeah. um, about six months ago. Yeah. Um, I've got our two children, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, um, and he's just now started saying that he wants to sell the house. Um because he wants the money out of the house, basically. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's just me, myself. Like, I don't have any parents or anything like that. So I've yeah. got no family to kind of move into. So I'll yeah. just be on my own. Um, yeah. What are the chances of me stay, being able to stay in the house? Um, I think, I mean, obviously it's difficult to know Rhiannon without more information from you. Um, but what I would say is that the court always prioritise the housing needs of children. So if the children live with you, then by default, your housing needs will be priority. And it might be, again, and this will all depend on age of parties, what you're both earning, the how much equity is in the property, if you can afford to stay there without too much financial support from him. But it may be that the court would rather the equity is divided when the youngest is 18. So at least the children have got somewhere to live. And once the youngest gets to 18, it's then sold and divided 50-50. So that's that's one theory, but of course, without knowing, because that theory might not apply to to your family. I, I don't know because I don't know enough about the case. Um, but but be confident that the courts will give the children housing needs priority. And because he's he's saying that um, if I don't sell the house, he'll move back in. Right. Well, then, how long has he been gone? Um, it's been six months. I changed the locks, and um, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. You can change the I locks. Did, I did to change the locks. Yeah, no, you are. You're allowed to change the locks if he's been gone for that long. Because clearly, he's living somewhere else. He's got somewhere else to live. So his house. It's not as if you put him out on the streets. So you can change the locks. Yeah. Um, and then if he disagrees with you and he wants the house sold, he'll have to make an application to the court for what we call an order for sale. All right. Okay. And then, as I say, his chances of getting that. Um, I may may be okay. slim. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. They may be. Um, obviously, I don't know enough about your case to be able to give you a definitive answer on that one. And what would happen about, obviously, because he's now would stay on the mortgage, what would happen about if we need to remortgage? No, no, but he would, he would stay on the mortgage. That's how the measure order works. Um, yeah. So he would stay on the mortgage unless you can afford to buy him out. But if you can afford to buy him out, then we don't need to be having this conversation because you can buy him I out. Don't, I don't think I'd be able to. Yeah. So then he'd stay on the he'd stay on the mortgage. That's part of the measure order. And would he need to? Because um, the house is due to be remortgaged in um, May. Yeah. Because we're on like a fixed term contract. Yeah. Hey, would would he need to be involved in the negotiations? Well, of course, of course he would, because the mortgage yeah. is in joint names. Of course he would, yeah. So that that may be a stumbling block in your case, because if he's not going to agree to it, then you know that that may be a stumbling block. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you Rhiannon. Okay. Bye bye. 
Uh, John in Wales, you are next up. What's your question? My mother was in a relationship for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, unmarried. Yeah. And they split up three years ago. Yeah. Either he, the property was in my mother's sole name yeah. with a title absolute on the land registry. Yeah. The, he, he since put a claim in, a Talata claim. Yeah. Saying that he had uh, invested time in the property. He hadn't done any significant investment money-wise, just cosmetic, wallpapering, painting, bits and bobs. Yeah. The uh, solicitors and court have taken it through to a Tomlin order at 32.5%. And my mum feels that she wants to stop this now and actually go to court. Can she stop the Tomlin order now? It was done four weeks ago. No, not if the order's been made and approved. It depends if there's been a return date set, John, by the court. But essentially, no. You know, it, it, it's a bit like saying, can I stop the horse from bolting when the gate's open? Mum um, yeah. should have done something about it before the order was made. Yes, that's right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, yeah. not to worry then. Thank All right. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. 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 Uh, who have I got next? Denise, you are next on my list. What's your question? I'm currently going through um, a divorce and we're currently on the uh, doing the finances at the moment. Yeah. Um, which we are looking at selling the property. Um, I've still got, in our shed, we've still got quite a lot of his stuff here that I have um, said to him that he needs to come and clear out. Yeah. Um, I've given him some dates of when I'm around um, to come and collect them because um, I have actually changed the lots because he's been gone a year now. Um, the lots were changed actually due to the uh, original lock actually breaking. Um, he's now saying that he can't get on the dates that I want and can I leave him keys? So I said no, uh, that I, really I I want to be at the property when he comes because I want to make sure he's not taking anything or, you know, snooping or where do I stand with that? Can I stop him from not coming into the house if I'm not there? Well, he can't get into the house because you've changed the lock. So the answer to that is yes. Ultimately, I yes. think it just requires a mutual agreement of when he can come and pick things up uh, and maybe say yes, that... Yeah. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've given him plenty of time. I said, you know, every weekend and every Wednesday I'm off of work so I could be around. So, you know, any time in the next two months, he can, you know, it's it's not like I've given, you know, only two or three dates. There's a lot of dates that has been given, but I've tried to explain to him that really I want to be here when he's coming into the house because to get into the shed, he'd have to come through the house anyway. But he's arguing that because he still owns the house as well, that he can... Uh, is entitled to come in when basically when he wants so Denise it's not I'm going to stop you there because it's not really a legal issue is it I mean is there anything of value in the shed yes or no not really not really no. well then what I would be doing is I'd be looking at the weather map seeing when we've got a dry weekend Saturday or Sunday and I'd put everything out the front on a Saturday morning and say there you go it's all there ready for you if it's still there by Sunday evening I'll be taking it down the tip Right, okay. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Denise. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Sometimes it's it's not legal, guys. It's uh you just got to, you know. Anyway, Dusek, how can I help? 
Um, so I was married to someone for a while, and we had two kids, and then he moved to another country when the kids were, he moved back to his home country when the kids were three and one and a half. Yeah. Um, and he's still, we didn't, we, we got the divorce eventually, but we never did see 100 or anything like that. Um, but he's stopping me from moving countries because he has parental rights or responsibility, or I'm not sure what the correct terminology is. What are my options to get out of, or the, changing the kids' names even because they might want to have my last name added onto their last names because we don't have the same last name. Um, he sees them maybe once or twice a year when I take the kids to see him, so yeah. that he's not financially contributing in any way. Yeah, I think I think. What are my options to be free? So, uh, is your question about a name change? Is your question about a name change for the children? It's a name change for the children if yeah. they should wish, because they have expressed that wish. They are now how old are they? Seven. Okay, so if if he if he won't give his permission, then obviously it's an application to the courts so that the court give permission to have their names changed. Um, but in in order to advise you on prospects of success, the thing that you need to think about is if um, the changing of the child's name will be in their best interests. That's what the court's going to be considering. They won't be considering necessarily contact or how often they see their father, but why we're asking to change the child's name. Is that in their best interests? Does that help? Considering we, we, we do travel a lot, so people, I always have to have their birth certificates to prove that I'm their mother. Yeah. Um, and my... Uh, they just had a recently had a cousin who has a double-barreled surname, and then they started expressing interest in why they don't. So it's not necessarily a. It's probably just a preference thing on the kids' side. Yeah. But so it it, would be it easier if people believe that they were my kids. Yeah. So I think if if it's just a preference at six and seven, um, the court may not be minded to make the order. But what I would suggest to you is, by all means, try. You've got nothing to lose. And what does the C100 do? Does it give me more rights in terms of decisions? No, no. So a, C, a, C1, a C100 is an application for a child arrangements order. That's all. I, I'm not so sure that you need that because the children are quite firmly living with you um, and dad isn't disputing that. So you'll never have more rights than the other parent. You, you both have parental responsibility and therefore you share the rights and responsibilities towards them. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I wanted to move abroad with them, but he didn't so that's, allow me to. Okay, so that's, a, that's, okay, so that's another question. So that's about a relocation application. So you would, you would have to, if he doesn't agree with you moving, for example, or you think he's going to stop you from moving, um, then you would need to make an application yeah. to the court to move. So um, lots of information. I think given uh, everything I that's... I see 100 before that. No, no. No, you wouldn't. Okay, All right. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, five, six, eight, Angel, what's your question? Um, so basically, there's a court order involved with my daughter and her dad. Yeah. Um, and recently, she started to show distress and not wanting to go. Okay. She's seven. Yeah. Um, she is saying that she doesn't want the overnight stays there. Yeah. Um, he has no idea, no clue that they're 
there is this concern from her. She won't show him emotion because she's afraid of him. Where do I really stand? What would be the next step to try and help her, really? Because all she's doing is asking for help. Um, how old is the child, sorry, did you say? How old? She's seven. Okay. Um, do, when you say dad's not aware, is it something that you can have a chat with him about? Make him aware? Um, no, no, he was, uh, it was a domestic abuse relationship. He's very abusive still. Okay. Is it something that you could put in writing to him to explain? Because what, um, what if, if I did put it in writing, I would. He would just uh, be abusive back. Okay. Um, and and well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Without knowing a little bit more context to it. I mean, it seems as if you've got. You haven't really got many options then because what I, I think it's a little bit unfair if dad doesn't realize that he's making the child feel that way it, it seems a bit unfair to take action um, I would be minded to at least let dad know somehow you know even if dad re reacts violently or whatever like as long as you're safe yeah. um, but but I think yeah. that has to be the first step making him or being confident that he's aware how he makes the child feel. Because then at um, least you can say, well, he knows now, um, but he's not willing to change or not willing to do anything. I think my concern for that is that he will um, put it on her because he's very much like that. If she comes home and tells me something, he will then have a go at her for it. Okay. The, the issue you have, though, is that there's, there's no point, really, trying to help the child because we're not fixing the problem, are we? So, you know, no. you, you can help the child, but then the following weekend, she's going to have more contact with dad and she's going to come back unable to show emotion again. And then you help the child and then she goes back to dad. So I think I think that's where I'm a bit stuck for an answer, really. Um, yes. Yeah. So sorry. Thank I, you, all right. Thanks for your help. OK, thank you, thank you Angel. Bye bye. Hello, Mike. How are you? It's just a quick one. So if, um, for instance, um, my ex-partner can't watch the children for whatever reason, she's going out or they're off school and she's working, we're, <laughs> because it's her days, she's telling me um, it's up to her. She can just choose where the children go. I feel I've asked her because I'm available to have them. If I can be, you know, the next point of contact, if she's not available for whatever reason, she has to work and the girls are off school, could I be, you know, have first choice of looking after them? Um, but she just says, well, no, it's not your days. So you, that's it. Um, is there anything really I can do that, or is it just uh, it's her day? It's her yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately, Mike, when when you go back to court the next time, because we both know there'll be a next time, um, and I yeah. say that for those of you listening, I know, Mike. Um, so, um, what you could ask the court for a direction. Um, but we can't force her to do that because obviously yeah. you have your time and she has hers. I mean, effectively, what you're suggesting is like beautiful co-parenting, isn't it? You know, you get more time oh, yeah. with the children. You, you, yeah, you help her out with any childcare needs that she has and, and the, kids, the kids get to see a bit more of you. But of course, if she's not minded to do that, um, then we can't mm. force her to. But what I would suggest, Mike, is that you ask the court for direction that, you know, in the event yeah. you're not at work and she needs some help with childcare, could you be her first port of call? And the court yeah. would certainly give you a direction like that. 
But they wouldn't impose it upon her, is what I'm saying. They wouldn't order it. Yeah, it's just it. But yeah, I don't, obviously I've asked her, you know, because if there's been a lot of instances now where, like for instance today, this, my daughter's school was on strike. Yeah. I was off work, so I said, you know, I'll I'll take her if you're not having her. That's yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's she's you know she'll either give it to. Her sister, her mother, her grandparents, yeah. or a neighbour. Yeah. And I've I've never even asked or considered as an option. Um, yeah. But I just didn't know whether that was, you know, whether legally I had any kind of to say. Well, you know, I've got rights as their father. I should be next, um, in line. But no, she's saying obviously it's her day, so it's her choice, which is I thought would be the case. But I just wanted to check. Yeah. No, I'd get, get the direction, Mike. But as I say, I'm not so sure that okay. that will go much. It won't carry yeah. much weight with her. Um, yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. I just All right. Check. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks. Mike. Bye. Um, and I say it again, just in case we get some comments on the TikTok, uh, I know Mike, so I know a little bit about that that family background, which is why I was able to be a little bit more specific with that particular um, question. Uh, Yasmin, you are next on my list. What's your question? I've, I've had a C100 through post today from yeah. my ex-partner. Yeah. Um, an attached to it is a C1A, um, and for petty reasons, really, it just... Saying uh, emotional on his separate for me for him saying that uh, I've told him he's a useless father and stuff. Um, but um, all the question is really so. Uh, let's put my daughter down. Um, he's been, uh, attached to it is also a letter saying uh, that he applied for an urgent hearing, but that's been refused, and yeah. for the attendance of my aunt, um, and that they've. Uh, not it's been not been satisfied. Yeah. So that, do I have to still reply to the C one A form? Um. So the C one A for those of you that are listening, um, is a an allegation. So within the C one hundred, obviously the applicant has alleged some sort of abuse. Um, that might be physical, emotional, mental, financial. Um, so the answer to your question, Yasmin, is yes, because what the C100 then says is, well, could you expand on those allegations in the C1A? So the back page, it will say at the top, responses to allegations, and that's your opportunity to respond to each one of the allegations that they've made. Um, the other yeah. part to that is they've obviously tried to claim an exemption to mediation, um, and ask for a hearing without notice to you. And the court have considered the application and said, no, you need to go and get your MIAMS form. We're not going to give you an emergency hearing um, without notice to Yasmin. Um, so they, they've denied the exemption that they've ticked. So that's what that part means. But yes, is the answer to your last question. You can respond to the allegations, yeah. Okay, so but obviously, I'm from what I could tell, um, it says to take the C1A to fill it out and take it to a court hearing, but obviously, yeah. I haven't been given a court hearing, so no, yeah, yeah, so so you will get one, um, you, you'll you will get a court hearing when the other person submits their MIAMS form. So when the applicant sorts out the MIAMS form and sends it into court, then the court will list it for a court hearing. So you will get one eventually, but what, what the other part... Is that to mediation, or is that once you just applied for mediation? 
Um, well, it, dep it will depend because if mediation isn't suitable and that will be decided by the mediator, then you won't have to attend mediation. So it might be before you even get there because you're not going to go. Do you know what I mean? Or it might be yeah. that the mediator rings you up and says, are you happy to go to mediation? If you say yes, well, then you'll both go. And if you say no, you don't have to because mediation is voluntary. It's not, it's not imposed on anybody. No, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, that's great. Also, there's a, so there's a C7 form. Do I have to fill that up? Uh, C7. So that, that form is asking you, uh, well, it's for them, really. That's the statement of service to confirm that they've served you. Um, so, no, you don't have to fill that out. Okay. So All right. I just, so I just fill the C1A form out, and then once I get a court date, take that to court? Yes, that's it. That's it, exactly. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Yasmin. Thank All right. Bye bye. Um, ECSTW, you are next on my list. This is more in regards of the child maintenance, but my question comes um, my fiance's ex wife, um, uh, long story short, she is threatening that she will increase the child maintenance to affect my salary um, uh, because she will uh, kind of like the information that came that is that she can access. As, as a pot, yeah. and therefore she can get more child maintenance because of me. He doesn't have a clean break order from what we saw. Um, so my question is, if that's true? <laughs> well, if, if there is no financial order or clean break order, then the um, it's still open for financial claims potentially, yes. Does, including, does that... including that part of the child maintenance? Well, child maintenance sits with the CMS. So you can't really make a financial claim for child maintenance because the court would simply say, go and ask the CMS. But it, but oh, okay. yeah, but, but what I'm saying to you is if there's no financial order, then it is still open for, um, to have, you know, a financial claim made, but not, not, a, not a child maintenance claim. Okay. All right. Okay, that's, that's fine. Thank okay. you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Um, Mart, good evening. How are you? Um, so my son is 13, has struggled with overnight contact, which has resulted in self-harm, etc. He does day contact, but no overnights. I've tried to the courts. We have a hearing where statements have to be done by my ex, has not submitted. But my son wrote a letter to the judge explaining he wishes, uh, his wishes and feelings will you get listened to? And also his dad is questioning people, including my witness statements, is this allowed? Um, so the answer to the first question is yes, most definitely at 13, um, he will be listened to. Uh, when it comes to questioning the witness, I'm gonna guess that what she means is we're at a final hearing and therefore we've got cross-examination. He is self-representing and therefore he has to do that cross-examination. Generally what the judge will do, because that's quite difficult, is that they will ask him for his questions and the judge will read the questions to the witness. Um, and, and if the judge, you know, it, it doesn't offer that, then she can ask for that. Um, particularly if the witness is going to feel slightly intimidated by him, depending on the history. All right. Does that help? Yeah, no, that's fine. Brilliant. Thanks, yeah, Mark. Fine. What's the next one? Um, and the TikTok question is... Um... My husband and I were together for 28 years, married for 14. We separated last August. 
We initially went to a mediator to discuss how we proceed with the house jointly yeah. owned. Yeah. He is still in it and currently staying with my brother. When the media asked, when the mediator asked us to submit financial information, my husband then asked if we could sort this out ourselves. Do you have any advice? And would will be much appreciated. Is 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 her concern because she feels he's just stalling unnecessarily? You know, is is it one of those questions where you're sort of reading between the lines? Because if the answer to that question is yes, then I think that she should just continue with the mediation. Um, you know, it, it, mediation will help. They are really sorting it out between themselves. So if she suspects that this is just another tactic by him, then my suggestion for her would be just to carry on with the mediation um, because it could be that she cancels the mediation and then he doesn't you know, agree to chat or they chat and nothing happens and then she'll be back to square one having to sort the mediation out again. So I would be saying continue with the mediation. Yeah. No worries. Brilliant. Thank you, Mart. Appreciate Just that. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, Positive M, you are next up. What's your question? Hi, I my I lost my dad in December and he was still married to my mum of thirty years. Yeah. For the last thirty years, but they've been separated and he has had his partner living with him for twenty about twenty eight years. Yeah. At the moment they're they seem to be being very cagey about the will. Um, and I'm just wondering um, what leverage she's going to have with the fact that she'd obviously been living with him for 28 years, but her name is not on anything. Okay. It may be, M, and, and don't quote me on this, but it may be that she might try to argue that she has a beneficial interest in the property, even though her name's yeah. not on it. Uh, and over the 28 years that they were together, she might try yeah. to suggest to the court that, you know, she's made significant financial contributions, maybe. Um, that may be her tact, but failing that, I don't know. Um, obviously, wills and probate fall slightly outside of my remit because um, I do family okay. law. Um, but what I can tell you is a 28-year relationship, um, maybe that's where she's going to. And just because the house isn't in um, her name, she might try to, try to argue that, you know, your dad had always said it would be her home, for example, um, you yeah. know, un until, until she dies. And then perhaps it'd be passed to his children. Um, but, I mean, if you're a beneficiary of the will, you would have, um, you know, she can't hold that up. You would have been told by now. Yeah, it seems to be, um, there is an executor of the will, which is my yeah. uncle. Yeah. Um, but it, they seem to be, I don't know whether it's just, they just haven't approached it yet because they feel it's too soon um, or what, I don't know. But it just seems like nothing is happening. Okay. Um, and, and are you able to reach out to your uncle and ask him what's going on or not? Um, I have kind of tried to without saying too much because I don't want to come across as... Because I'm an only child, so it's literally going to be me oh. and his partner and my mum, who is obviously okay. still classed as his wife. Yes. But um, I don't want to come across like I'm the one chasing the yes. money. Yes, yeah, I know what you mean. It's very, it's difficult, isn't it, at this sort of time? You, You've got to yeah, be so diplomatic, just... yeah. 
Um, mm. I mean, look, have you thought about maybe instructing a probate solicitor to help you and they can deal with your uncle um, to take oh, you okay, out so of I it? Can do that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can instruct a probate solicitor and they will then write. Excuse me, they will write to your uncle, and of course that will that might just neutralise it a little bit and take you out of the situation because obviously emotions mm. run high as well at this time, especially yeah. when someone's just passed. You just don't want to. I don't really want to upset anybody. Yeah. I mean, I am still, I do still talk to his partner, but I just, and she said that the he was speaking to a solicitor a fortnight ago, but I yeah. just wondered, you know, what the, how I stood really. Yeah, things. yeah. I, I, I would give some thought to maybe getting some legal support there by way of a probate okay. solicitor. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Thank Em. Bye-bye. Just wanted to jump in and let you guys know that what you're actually listening to is people on my Discord channel um, who ask me questions when I go live every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday between 6 and 7. So if you've got a question that you want to ask, by all means, feel free to join me. Or alternatively, if you just check out my Discord uh, channel anyway, you'll see that we've got three forums covering divorce, finance and children. So if you wanted to leave a question there then one of the members of my community will be able to help Thanks. Uh, right toys too far is next um i just wanted to know so my husband has been to court twice now yeah um first time to get the original order and then the second time recently to enforce the order yeah. um he got more access out of the, the second time around um but this mom's what we would say is mom's already broke the order already three, four months into it. Okay. Our question is really because she's sending emails, um, making comments about, oh, I'm gonna tell your tell your son that, you know, you're this, that and the other and stuff. So what we wanted to know is how do we prove alienation? Because I know it's quite difficult to sort of evidence it. It, it is very difficult and and you know the best way to try and establish it is just by a catalog of times where she has deliberately not made the child available um, for whatever yeah, reason okay. that that I always think is the best way to do a really comprehensive timeline effectively where you highlight um, in, in a different color on maybe an Excel spreadsheet where the yeah, like that already. Yeah, so I think that's probably because what the court wants, what the court always favour is like a bird's eye view, so they can you know look yeah. quickly at sort of a spreadsheet and think, wow, that's a lot of missed contact. Um, and by doing it that way, you there may also be a pattern that that emerges um, quickly. So as much evidence as possible is what I would suggest. Perfect. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Swifty, you are next. Uh, what it is, it's uh, my grandma, she's got uh, a will in yeah. place and I'm being left uh, a house. Uh, we're just wondering, both of us together, is there any way we can get it signed over into my name as of now? Sorry, Swifty, say the first bit again. Uh, is, sorry. Do you say the it first? My yeah. grandma. Yes, yeah. My grandma's got a, a house. Yeah. A, a will in place. Yeah. And I'm being left the house. Yes. And uh, we're wondering if it's uh, 
if we can get it signed over into my name. Oh, I see. I, I see. Sorry, I did. I didn't want it. I thought what you'd said was like your grandma's passed away and you wanted it signed over now, but she's still alive. I take it. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that that's entirely up to your grandma. You know, if she wants to sign the house over now, then yes, she can. Um, as long as she's of sound, you know, um, sound mind, then you would simply. Yeah, yeah, then you would go and contact yeah. a conveyancing solicitor and they would just transfer the property into your name. Right, so uh, we've uh, obviously we've done a little bit of research online and yeah. they're saying uh, council can uh, kind of bypass it or something like that and or you have to, be, you have to gift it or something and I'm just not all 100% sure. Yeah, so that's a better question, Swifty, for a solicitor who does wills. Um, because I right, think I, I think where that may be going is I know that if something's transferred to the beneficiary seven years before the death, then you don't have to pay inheritance tax. So here's what I'm going to suggest. You speak to a solicitor who does wills because I, I, I suspect maybe that's why you guys are thinking about doing that. And it's perfectly fine to do, but I'm probably not the best source of, of information for that one because I do family. Well, all right. Obviously, it's all 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 help, and uh, yeah. thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck. Thanks, Swifty. Lovely. Thank bye you. bye. Uh, Zoe, you are next up. What's your question? Um. So my current partner, he's serving in the army. Yeah. And um, we could potentially be getting a posting abroad. Yeah. Now, my ex partner is basically saying that I'm like he's refusing to allow me to take my son. Yeah. Um. Can he do that? And if so, is there any way of me trying to like, I don't know, would it be a court process I have to go through to yes. get permission to take him? I mean, he, the only way he can stop you is with a court order. So he would have to make a court application for what we call a prohibited steps order to stop you removing the child. Um, from the UK and of course your counter uh, for that your counterclaim for that is um, to put in an application for relocation application or relocation order really um, so mm -hmm. that that would be the process um, now obviously you don't want to sit back and wait for him to make the application if you've got deadlines to meet so if mm -hmm. you know that he's going to object, rather than him, you know, getting to the airport and presenting you with a PSO, for example, which would be awful, you might want to start to think about making that application now. Um, so you'd be okay. saying to the court, look, you know, I'm in a relationship. There's an opportunity that we might have to live overseas, you know, for a few years. If it's military or whatever, it might not be a permanent posting. Um, and obviously... No, it would only be three years. Because I yeah. had the conversation with him before, and he was more than happy enough to, to like allow it. He was like, "Oh, it'd be an amazing opportunity," and then he just keeps switching it. Yeah, try try um, mediate. Yeah, we've offered to like for his flights to come over. Yeah, and we've offered to obviously bring our son back to the UK during yeah. the holidays. And yeah, stuff, but. Yeah. So again, I mean, always try with mediation because maybe he needs some some security as to when he's going to see the child for holidays. Um, but if that doesn't work, um, then yeah, you you will need to make the application. Okay. All right. Thank okay. Thanks, Zoe. Bye. Uh, Raheem, you are next up on my list. What's your question? Question is on behalf of a friend. Um, yeah. He's gone through a little bit of a, a battle with um, his ex-partner for the yeah. kid's custody. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask you the 
Um, so can I give you a bit of a description of what happened the other day? Because he doesn't know what to do next. Really. Yeah. So he went to kids. Have, the mothers abandoned the children. She just dropped them off at his house and drove off. Um, so he's he's been taken to them to school and assumed assumed like um, all the responsibilities and stuff. And she's just showed up to the school and decided that she wants them back now. So when he's attended the school, the police have she's kicked off and they've kicked off and the police have attended. Um, and, and the police have said that they asked the children where they want to go. So they, they have, the police have actually split the children up. But what she told the police was that she's got a lawyer and she's made an application in court. Um, and that's the reason why apparently the police have decided to ask the children where they want to go. The social workers told the dad that that's not anything to do with the law, that, the, that they can't determine that. And she's not sure why they've done that. Um, and that there is no court order so what does he do well if if there's no court order Raheem and and he's looking to keep the children uh, for consistency then he needs to make an emergency application using the c100 um, and he would be he would be also completing a c1a because obviously we've got some abuse issues here emotional abuse because mom just abandons the children um, and and then picks them up again I would be wanting to know where does mom go and what does she what is she doing um, and I don't I don't I don't want you to answer that on, on this channel Raheem but that yeah. as, as a solicitor that's what I you know is there a reason that mom keeps yeah. disappearing for a few days and then comes back um, so I would yeah. you know I would want to know that but um, I mean well, the, I've been representing the dad but what, what's been happening is that I think she's she's obviously got I think another partner because he's he's been ringing and threatening and stuff as well yeah um, so it, yeah. it's something to do with him basically. yeah okay um so yeah dad needs to make a c100 application to make sure the kids stay with him um and as i say a c1a in the application in the meantime what the police have told him is that he's to take the because the daughter they've got two children one's a boy and one's a girl yeah the boy went with the mum, and the girl went with the dad yeah and the police told him that he's to drop the daughter off until there's a court order yeah um, and mom is to take the, the the son until there's a court order so is it is it is that the best way to for him to make an emergency application well no because the, i mean so that what the police tell him isn't right is it because they're not the judge and they no. can't they haven't given no. him an order um, so, yeah, as I say, if he wants to keep the children, then he should be making an emergency C100 application. Um, and he would, yeah, and, but he'd tick emergency on it and he'd also do the C1A. All right. C1A. Right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so All right. much. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks, Raheem. Okay. Bye bye now. Uh, Guys, that is another evening of Family Law Questions done and dusted. I am going to be back here again tomorrow night, six or seven. I don't normally do Thursdays for those of you that are joining us maybe fresh this evening. Um, but I, on this week, I am because I wasn't able to do Monday. This week's a bit of, been a bit of a crazy week. We've had our pro bono day yesterday, which went really well. I've had a new starter in the office. Want everyone to welcome um, my new lady, Eleanor, um, who's joined us, another trainee, um, and we're also. So looking we're in the middle of getting ready to move into our new premises so very excited about that so yeah it's been a busy week so tomorrow night I'll be back here at six o'clock um, to answer more questions I'll be here for an hour um, so until then take care guys and stay safe bye bye